Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. And our guy from Nesson, Andy Brickley, joins us. Hey, Brick, it's Mutt Lou and Christian. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to hear you guys are back in the studio all together. Now you're back in the proper spots in the bat and order, and you're ready to win some games. Ready to go. <laughs> ready uh, to go. Bruins are going to try to win a game tonight against a potential playoff opponent, Brick, and I'll circle back to Detroit. But I'll start with this Bruin team specifically. Claude Julian brought it up uh, late in the weekend, early this week, when he said, I might tinker with maybe Riley Smith. Back down to that third line, Louis Erickson up to that second line. I want no part of it. I want that third line to stay together. I love those guys playing together as a group. Do you do you get what Claude is trying to do there if he makes that move, and would you do that if you were Claude Julian? Absolutely. Uh, I have no problem with tinkering with lines right now, and, and if I expect to see guys like uh, a Bergeron or even a David Krejci get a night off between now and the final game against uh, Jersey, the regular season, then you're going to be forced to have different combinations. And, and if you choose to break up some lines in order to see what something looks like, now is the time to do it. You have to expect, uh, you don't want it to happen, but you have to expect the possibility and the strong possibility of an injury, whether it's short-term or even long-term, when you get into the postseason. And, and as much as you like keeping guys together and keeping them together for a long time to have that kind of consistency and familiarity, uh, now would be the time over the next maybe six or seven days to see what something else looks like. Yeah, I guess you know you get deep into the postseason, as we've seen before. First round, everything is good. Second round, changes are made. And if there's some familiarity, I guess, before those changes are made, it might help. But you shift some lines around. I think a lot of people, and I was, we were talking about it yesterday, where they're playing so well. If they were losing games, you know, you you do it. I mean, do you, you shift just to, just to take a look. And, and if it's just to take a look, do you go right back to it? Because really, that, they, they've really been so successful. And they rely so much on their system. And, and even their offenses relied on their system and, and how they forecheck and how they cycle in the offensive zone and, and how they come back. And the wings are interchangeable because it's the first guy back that has to put pressure on the puck carrier. And now as a left wing, you might end up on the right side. So you have to understand the dynamic of defense to offense. And if you play in a position, regardless of who you're playing with, if you play the system, then that familiarity becomes a little bit it comes into play a little bit quicker, even though you're playing with different players, as much as you like to play with the same guys. And back to your point, Mud, about the third line. And, and I love that line, too, and it's made such a huge difference for this Bruins team this year. When you break that line down, Kyle Soderberg, how comfortable he's got playing the NHL now. He plays power plays on that second power play unit, or one of two power play units, uh, and has been very effective there. you got Louis Erickson, who kills penalties. He's also on one of the power play units, and even though he didn't make a good defensive play against Philly the other day, uh, you know he's out there because they have trust in him in that situation. And then you have Chris Kelly, who's one of your prime penalty killers, and he's versatile enough that he can play wing, center, take big draws. So that third line, along with the fourth line and their ability to play and handle significant minutes during a month where you're playing 17 games, really sets this Bruins team apart from the rank and file. All right, Brick. So I kind of feel like we're in the doldrums right now. Uh, the Bruins have already clinched the division. You got seven games left, so now you're talking about switching lines and giving guys chances and see what works. And so, I guess the the next question is, who would you want them to play the first in the first round? Would it be Detroit, Toronto Maple Leafs? 
I, mean, I guess the Washington Capitals are a viable option also. What, what's the best matchup for them? My preference would be Columbus. Their inexperience in the postseason, I think, would work to the Bruins' favor. I think they like to play Bruins-style hockey, which will put the Bruins right into the mode that they need to be and not worry about, say, a, a Montreal type of attack uh, and style of play. There's two schools of thought. You want to start out with a team that you know you pretty much can handle, and then you want to gradually increase that emotion and adrenaline the deeper you get into the postseason. Or do you want somebody that's really meaningful right off the bat to get that emotion where it needs to be in the postseason? So uh, I'm of the school of thought that it doesn't matter. You've got to beat three really good teams in order to get to the final. You've got to beat four unbelievable teams to win a Stanley Cup. So it really doesn't matter. Uh, if we had to rank who the tougher opponents would be, I think Detroit would be towards the top of that list if they are healthy. Yeah, I was gonna. The separator for me, you mentioned Columbus, Detroit. It feels like those two are the two wild card uh, teams right now. Columbus, the younger team, brick, and Detroit, that veteran team. I don't know. There's there's something about that uniform. Now they're in the Eastern Conference. That I I think I'm with you. They they've been banged up, but they have more of a veteran presence than Columbus, right? Uh, yeah, they do. They do. And again, uh, the 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 key is if they're healthy, if they have Dodgeuk, uh, if there's a possibility yeah. for Zetterberg, if Jimmy Howard's 100% on top of his game. You know, they've learned to play in this league. They've learned to compete with their young players because of the significant injury problems that they've had. they got a terrific coach. You know, we talk about Claude Julian coaching up his group along with his coaching staff. Well, they do the same in Detroit. Detroit's been a model franchise for going on two and a half decades uh, and they they are a puck possession team, and they don't give up easily. And there is still an aura to play in that Joe Louis Arena in the postseason. So for all those reasons, they become a tough matchup. But that being said, I mean the Bruins are a better team. They're deeper. Uh, they've been together longer than Detroit. They know how to win in the postseason, and it seems to be a much a much stronger maturity with this core group now certainly over the last uh, you know, 30 games, that they understand what they are, they know how they have to play, and they play that way, and, and they thrive when they play that way. And, and, and that's what I like about this Bruins team. I may have been concerned in years past with the Bruins when they were the front runner or the favorite going into a series. Not so much anymore. You know, Brick, it uh, looks like Kyle Soderberg's wife ready to give birth any day. Does that have a lot to do with the Ryan Spooner traveling with the team? What, what, who do you expect to be out for him? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, obviously not with the team. We're going to catch up with them in Toronto. We're traveling today, but uh, I'm not sure exactly of the rules, Lou, uh, how many emergency call-ups you're allowed, but uh, I thought that was all going to be part of the strategy from here on out, just to give guys rest. So uh, whether it's Kyle that needs to, uh, for a personal reason, or if the Bruins are looking to sit down one of their top you know, centermen uh, or offensive forwards uh, to get Spooner into the lineup and give one of their key players a breather, it really doesn't matter at this point to me. Rick, last one for me of these seven games you mentioned, getting guys rest. I, at the top of that list for me would be Chara. So of the seven games they have remaining, uh, what would be a good mix for him in your mind in terms of a guy who played in the Olympics, important part of your team, going to play a lot of minutes in the postseason. How many does he sit of these final seven to get himself prepared for the playoffs in your mind? I would say two. Two would be the maximum. You know, I would even consider not even taking him to Minnesota, uh, Winnipeg, that trip where you deal with a little time zone travel. Time zone, if you ask the players, and certainly the guys that uh, make sure that these guys are in the best shape possible, whether it's trainers, doctors, fitness guys, you know, they say time, uh, time zone travel is so demanding, uh, the extreme case being the Olympics. So uh, that wouldn't surprise me if that's the direction they went with the Dano Chara. But I do expect the Bruins to have their A lineup together 
probably won, if not both of the games when they finished back-to-back. That's what the players want. They still want to be in that rhythm. They want to be in that routine of playing games, preparing, and totally being ready in sync when they go into the playoffs. A lot of guys don't like to rest, you know, a game or two just prior to going into the postseason. So maybe that's the optimum time to get maybe Chara down, maybe Akinla down, depending on which direction they want to go. Brick, great stuff as always. Travel safe to Toronto. We'll watch you uh, tomorrow back on Nesson with the boys. Appreciate the time as always. You got it, fellas. Thanks, Brick. Uh, Andy Brickley of Nesson joins us here on the AT&T Hotline. AT&T, when Brick joins us, uh, is brought to you by Norfolk Power Equipment and by HSA Insurance.